Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Samir, with my co-host today, Jordan. Happy Free Agency Monday. Today, the Broncos kicking off with a bunch of uh, various multiple uh, signings here. Um, a bunch of, you know, big contracts as well. George Payne's going out, going crazy. Him, Sean Payton, getting the guys that they want here for the Broncos. Um, lots of players going everywhere right now. As we're recording this, players are constantly signing, um, you know, left and right. Um, some of the big free agents are uh, signing um, as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, obviously legal tampering period uh, has began today and teams are uh, going crazy to say the least. Um, if you guys see us kind of looking at our phones, we're kind of trying to keep up with uh, free agency as we go on. Um, I know a lot of you guys that, you know, follow on Instagram and whatnot know that, you know, I want to keep you guys updated on that aspect. Um, but hope you guys are uh, having a great day today. I know it's a very exciting day for the NFL world and everybody around the, uh, you know, NFL and, you know, Broncos country as well, wanting to get their guys in free agency. And we're here today to tell you guys which available free agents could make sense for the Broncos and who they could pursue as wave one of free agency has officially kicked off. Off. And we're also here going to start off the episode reacting to the Broncos signings that they have made so far. We have guard Ben Powers, who the Broncos have reached a deal with on a four-year, $52 million deal, $28.5 million guaranteed. I am pumped for you guys that watched the uh, the offensive line episode um, that we uploaded, uh, you know, a week or so ago, uh, where we went over the offensive guards, centers, and right tackles that the Broncos pursue. Um, I let you guys know that Ben Powers was I had him cert- more than circled, you know, in bold print as the guard the Broncos should get to replace Dalton Reisner, and it has been confirmed. The Broncos have reached a four-year deal with him, and Dalton Reisner is testing for agency. So the Broncos are headed in a new direction, um, a direction where He's a young guard who has, you know, uh, for the um, starts that he's had there in Baltimore, he's looked nothing short of impressive, an absolute mauler, a beast in both run blocking and pass pro. The Broncos absolutely just made one of the best uh, free agency signings in all of the entire NFL. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, Ben Powers, um, as soon as I saw the news, I knew you were going crazy because I know how much you wanted Ben Powers here. No, I loved it. Um, Yeah, he was still one of my top guys that I wanted, um, but still, you know, Ben Powers, I think I he honestly went for more than I thought he was going to go. I thought Ben Powers was going to go. You know, I think we talked about like around $8 million, you know, kind of a bargain, but we kind of yeah, uh, just went all yeah. out. Yeah, we kind of went all out, probably bid it with some teams um, and got him, so – I'm just happy that we got one guard, you know, the guard spot, the left guard spot is solidified. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy. And it's been a while since the Broncos had a new left guard, actually, and uh, to move from Dalton Reisner. And the crazy thing about all this is the Broncos cut Graham, Gra- Graham Glasgow and saved $11 million and then ended up giving Ben Powers $13 million per season. They only lost $2 million in salary cap to move up and get a guy like um, Ben Powers, which I know it's a difference between left guard and right guard, but that is one hell of a move by George Payton. I know we said in our free agency uh, episode of rebuilding the offensive line that we thought Ben Powers was going to go for a little bit lower. Um, it tur- or t- turns out he gets a lot more than that, and I know a lot of those deals pro- projected by PFF and Track, and you know it's not always accurate. It's probably going to be more than expected, especially with the market rising after new signing new signing so i am so ecstatic ecstatic with this uh signing by the broncos i think the broncos got their uh, their left guard for uh, years to come 
Yeah. Um, and and then obviously uh, the Broncos still have to sign a center as well. Um, I highly doubt uh, that you know George Payton and uh, Sean Payton are going to be happy and uh, you know satisfied with uh, Lloyd Cushenberry going as this, the starter next season. I think really the only guys you're going to see that are familiar with the offensive line are Garrett Bowles and uh, Quinn Miners, uh, which Garrett Bowles is still a little bit iffy. I know Calvin Anderson uh, confirmed to us yesterday that the Broncos are not um, shopping uh, Garrett Bowles, and he is the future long-term starter here. But yeah, the Broncos still have moves to make. They still have moves to make, even though that they've you know, given out two big contracts. Um, then also another big contract as well. Um, we have uh, backup quarterback, um, our new backup quarterback, Jarrett Stidham, who are they signing from the Las Vegas Raiders, who stepped in after the Josh McDaniels decided to bench uh, Derek Carr, who later signed with the New Orleans Saints uh, a few weeks ago. Um, they are bringing in Jarrett Stidham on a two-year, $10 million deal with $5 million guaranteed, a little bit more on the expensive side. What do you think about Jarrett Stidham as the new quarterback here on Denver to back up Russell Wilson? Um. It was okay. I think that, you know, you probably could have did a better option there, but I don't yeah. I don't mind it. I think when he came in for Derek Carr that's, uh, last year, I think that's what the, they were really looking at. You know, he came in uh, immediately, stepped in, and he didn't play bad. He had a good game against one of the best defenses uh, in against the 49ers. I mean, it wasn't the worst signing. I felt like we could have got a guy for cheaper or, you know, just waited, you know, maybe drafted a guy in late rounds, but I don't mind it. You know, I feel like Sean Payton just wants some reassurance. You know, I think he just wants a guy that, you know, he, he wants to be make sure, like, he's comfortable at each position with the guy he has so I, I don't mind I, I don't mind us getting Jared Siddham for the price that we did yeah obviously Jared Siddham familiarity with Shashan Payton and Davis Webb as well yeah he, he's been really close he he's actually known uh new Broncos quarterbacks coach Davis Webb since he was a teenager so there's a lot of familiar familiarity there um he's gonna help out Russell Wilson get him ready for game day um do I like Jared Siddham the player from what I saw last year um I, I do but I feel like the contract was a little unnecessary um I think we just saw you know a few minutes ago I can't, I can't oh it was Mike White he signed for two years 16 million with the Miami Dolphins. So Teddy Bridgewater is expected to walk. Um, so $8 million a year for uh, Mike uh, Mike White. Congrats to him. But this quarterback market, especially for backups, is going up and up and up. So you can't be too mad by it. Um, but, you know, uh, it is a little bit of a, more on the expensive side for uh, Jared Stidham. But I can I understand the signing here. Uh, would I have liked someone else? I would have preferred Taylor Heineke or ta yeah, Taylor Heineke. Um, it looks like he's going to re-sign with the Commanders, I think. Um, it's, you know, obviously he's going to be uh, um, potentially on there in a one-year deal to comp compete with uh, Sam Howell in camp, who I know is going to be the starter there next year, as we expect. Um, but, you know, he threw 12 touchdowns, six interceptions last year, went 5-3-1 and one with uh, Washington. I would prefer him as the backup quarterback. I know it probably would have been maybe a one million or two million more uh, expensive, but um, I, I would have preferred uh, Taylor Heineke. Um, but Broncos get their back uh, backup quarterback and uh, are still expected to maybe draft one or sign one uh, as a third string to compete with them. I would expect Brett Rippon also to be back in camp to uh, to um, compete with those guys as well. Um, so O line. Um, Obviously, the Broncos signed left guard Ben Powers, um, and they also reach a deal with 49ers right tackle Mike McGlinchey on a massive five-year, $87.5 million deal, $50 million guaranteed. Jordan, what do you think about this signing? Because I am not very happy about it. Yeah, I figured that. Uh, yeah, I mean, me and you talked about, you know, um, he wasn't our probably our number one or our number two option. Hell, maybe even our number three. Um, but I didn't, you know, at the end of the day, I'm looking at it like this, you know, it's, it's better than what we had at the right tackle position. Um, mm -hmm. you know, obviously I would love to have Calvin Anderson come back, you know, but now it's looking like more death purposes and, you know, he wants to go out and start, but, um, 
you know, I think uh, I, I think it was a good deal. I think, you know, going in free agency, I think Denver, you know, they won a bidding war with the Bears, which is shocking. I thought the Bears were going to win, you know, any yeah. – you know any type of bidding war, but I mean we outbidded them. I guess they they're they're probably gonna go with a Kayla McGarry or anything like that. But I didn't, you know, it, it's it's better than what we had. You know, we got to get a right tackle. It's a big position for us. You know that we haven't had in the last few years. So if I had to grade it, I'm gonna give it probably a B minus. Yeah, I'm just not too enthused by this signing. I feel like it was a, a huge, huge overpay. Um, I can't do the math off the top of my head, but divide 87 and a half by yeah, five. It, it, that's, it, a, a, that's a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, it's around 17 and a half per season. Jesus, man. That's just Kayla McGarry's right there. Like, what are we doing? I'm so I'm re I'm really upset by this. I would have preferred Jawan Taylor over uh Mike McGlinchey. It's just his pass pro is is not very good. It's not very good. He he uh, Here's the thing about Mike McGlinchey. His reps where he looks good and the you know where he's deserving of this 17 um a year is those are really really good reps, but the bad reps are very very bad like like backup bad. Like he I I'm just not a huge fan of the Mike McGlinchey signing. Um you guys can call me negative and whatnot, but at the at the end of the day, he is an upgrade from what we've had over the last I don't know how many years. Um you know, it is it is good to get a premium tackle. Um, I just feel like it was a huge, huge overpay, and Kalen McGarry is sitting right there. I would have been okay with it if Jawan Taylor and McGarry already signed, but no, you go and get, you go and reach for the third best tackle available at the right spot. Um, I'm just not too happy about it. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna root for the guy. I hope he uh, has a bounce back with Zach Streif and uh, Sean Payton this upcoming season. Um, but the one thing about him is, I know our run game is gonna be ready to f and go, man. We got Ben Powers. Uh, you know, Mike McGlinchey, are you kidding me? Those are the two of the best run blockers in the game. So I'm I'm actually really happy about that. Um with, and by the way, Miners. yeah, Quinn Miners, yeah, completely I don't know how I forget him. Quinn Miners, one of the best run blockers as well. So we got three guys who literally specialize in run blocking. Mike McGlinchey, one of the better run blocking run blocking tackles in the league. It's just his his pass blocking that gets very lazy at times. Um, and I feel like he's he's not anywhere on the level of an elite um, pass blocker. Um, so I think the run the run game is going to be ready to go. And I think uh, doing that for uh, you know um, Sean Payton and uh, Russell Wilson is going to be a big hand for the uh, the run game this upcoming season. Um, with uh, which, by the way, uh, running back who we're going to talk about um, in a second or so. Um, yeah, Jawan Taylor signed yeah, with uh, Kansas City. <laughs> I was going to yeah. through talking to tell you. Yeah, he he they they got him for cheaper, but I think it's more guaranteed money. Cause uh, yeah, so yeah. the one thing about Jawan Taylor though, um, that I wasn't really high on him, you know, as opposed to Caleb McGarry, is the fact that he's missed time with injury, as well as the fact that his run blocking is nothing short of terrible. His run blocking is not very good. So in the aspect of that, the Broncos did get a steal, but. Yeah, I'm just not too too um you know happy about this signing. Um, I you know I was really hoping the Broncos would uh, cheer me up by signing uh, Cam Sutton, but he ends up going to Detroit on a three year, thirty three million dollar deal, which like that's literally exactly almost exactly what we gave Ronald Darby. Man, like he was right there. It just man, I you know I, I I'm really happy with uh, what Sean Payne's doing, but at the same time, or excuse me, George Payne. But at the same time, I just feel like there's some other freeness we could have got that would have done even better at a cheaper price. So, mm -hmm. um, just kind of unfortunate, but I mean, it, it is what it is. I I really do hope uh you know Mike McGlinchey uh, proves me wrong. I think he will. I I think you know just him. I, I think now that we got a tackle, I think that like. 
it's gonna be everybody's gonna be more comfortable. And I think now that he got his money, he's gonna he's gonna be in the system now with Sean Payton, a really good head coach. Just, um, but yeah, Kyle Shanahan too. But still, I think you know it, it won't be the worst thing. It's, it, I don't think he's not gonna be Caleb McGarry, but I feel like it won't be the worst thing. The run blocking is gonna be really good. I mean, because all we need is at least an above average right tackle, and I think that's what he is, and I think that's that's what we got. So. All right, so yeah, let's talk. Uh, you know, I just mentioned uh, running back a little bit. Um, running back. So, what what do you want to do at running back with? Um, wow, yeah, Jawan Taylor to the to the Chiefs. Of course, they uh, go get a replacement immediately for Andrew Wiley. Um, but yeah, we're running back. What do you think? What do you think about uh, running back? What should the Broncos do there? I know we already had a full episode, um, but we're not going to do any breakdowns on that position. What should the Broncos? Who should the Broncos go ahead and get um, with these uh, with free agency kicking off today? Um, well, the way it's going, it seems like everybody's getting paid more than their expected value. But I'm gonna yeah. still say Kareem Hunt. I'm gonna still go Kareem. I think Kareem is a guy you got to go get. I think you know you see all the playmakers in AFC. I think we need to get a receiving back, and I think he's a guy to do it. But I, I will say. Um, you know, plus the connection with running back coach. But I think if we don't get him, I think Jared McKinnon. Um, I think yeah, he's my number two option. Definitely Jared McKinnon. I'm not. I would. I would. I would really love him to be in Denver because I feel like Sean Sean Payton would do wonders with Jared McKinnon, especially catching the ball at the backfield. But number one is definitely Kareem Hunt. I think that's just obvious choice. Yeah, we're we're seeing like no sign signings at all with running back right now. I know the news came out that uh, Austin Eckler is demanding a trade. Um, so it looks like the Chargers are going to lose him. Um, obviously one of the better receiving threats on the roster. Um, you know, uh, and then we just got news. Uh, you know, at the tackle position, the Chiefs are moving on from Orlando Brown. So the Chiefs mm -hmm. are losing more, and the uh, the uh, um, Chargers are losing more. So that's good news for the Broncos. Um, we could take anything that we can get, oh, especially yeah. in those trenches. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah, because uh, you said the Chargers are losing stuff. You talking about Eckler? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so running back, I'm looking at uh, Samaje P. Ryan, Latavius Murray, Damian Harris, Kareem Hunt, and Alexander Madison. Those are the guys that I kind of have circled um, right now. My my kind of my verdict on running back is obviously Javante Williams come back next year. Which by the way, I have something to tell you guys. And I I wasn't really supposed to make this public. Um, but I actually got tipped off from a source close to uh, Javante Williams last night that he is going to be back week one. Uh, he actually, he told, this is someone who uh, actually was uh, in person with Javante at like a party two nights ago. Um, and uh, and uh, basically he said he's going to be back week one. And he told um, the person that, you know, uh, kind of let me know this. He told him that um, basically that we anybody saying that he's not going to be back or miss time and uh you know next season that they're it's false that he's going to be back week one so interesting news there javante williams has said it himself that he is gonna um, be back week one next year so that is actually really really enticing news um hasn't really gone public yet um, but that's kind of where his mind's at right now um so definitely interesting situation it's you know taking into account here with the running back position um but yeah, I would sign one of those guys at least and uh, draft someone um, to, you know, get a one-two punch going next year. Um, you know, obviously we've, we've spoken that Latavius Murray deserves to be brought back, so I would not be opposed <laughs> to that. Um, backup tight end for to compete with uh, Greg Dulcich. Um, so some tight ends that we can look at here in Francie. I know a lot of people are bringing up uh, Raiders tight end Foster Moreau. Um, he's 25 years old, projected for a four-year $36 million deal. At this point, I don't think the Broncos um, really have that much more money to spend, especially, yeah. um, you, know, you know, on a big deal to a, a backup tight end. So um, I think Foster Moreau 
wherever he, he goes, he's going to be a starter. So I don't think this makes any sense. I see some very uh, high, you know, Broncos writers um, in the community, um, you know, talking about bringing Foster Moreau here into Denver. It doesn't make much sense at all. I don't understand the reasoning behind that, um, to say the least. Um, I think you uh, you gotta you gotta bring in someone that you know is cheaper and can help develop Greg Dulcich under new tight ends coach uh, Greg you know Declan Doyle um, into the star that all Broncos fans want to see him be. Um, but someone who I actually would not mind is Texans tight ends Jordan Akins, who is 30 years old, projected for a one-year, $2.6 million deal. He's coming off the best season of his career with 495 receiving yards, five touchdowns. He's a red zone threat. He can be the perfect mentor for Greg Dulcich, who they're both vertical threats down the field. Um, you could have them on the same on the field at the same time. Um, I think this would be another tool for Sean Payton. Um He's not opposed to those older tight ends. Um, I fear a little bit that the Texans might resign him considering the season that they had, but at the same time, they are rebuilding. So um, it's going to be an interesting situation. But I would, Jordan Aiken is actually one of my favorite uh, free agents available for the Broncos. Yeah, um, Jordan Aikens, I don't really like him, you know, um, especially when they drafted him and everything like that. I didn't really think uh, he was going to pan out, and then he didn't. But, but I will give him that this season that he, he, he showed out, and he actually did, uh, he did really good. But I'm gonna go in a different direction. Um, one guy that really kind of stood out to me it, it was Foster Moreau, but um, I don't really think that's the best decision here. You know, just given that he's probably I mean he he could start if he comes here. I mean Foster Moreau is a damn good tight end. Like you know he's gonna be in competition for the one spot, and I think we need to just sign a solidified uh, backup tight end. That being said, I, I'm I'm gonna give you two guys that I would really want Denver to get. Uh, one, I think his name is uh, I think he's a free agent. Yeah. Irv Smith. I wouldn't mind Irv Smith. I, Irv Smith. I don't think, yeah, for the Vikings. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't mind him uh, out of Alabama. He hasn't really gotten his fair shot in Minnesota, and when he does get on the field, I mean, he's just athletic. I think the problem with him is his hands, but I wouldn't mind him. Um, I wouldn't mind him at all, actually. I think he could come in definitely be a, a tight end, too, to Greg Dolchik, and he really wouldn't compete. Um, second, I would probably go, with, honestly, Max Williams from the Cardinals. I mean, because I because okay. anytime Max Williams came into the game, he was pretty solid. He didn't really do too much. He's a good run blocker and he's a good possession tight end. So I wouldn't mind him because when um, when he came into the league, I wanted him coming out uh, in the draft. So, but yeah, tight end, yeah, yeah. But tight end, I think honestly, Denver's gonna go to draft front. I don't see Denver really picking up a tight end because it's not you know it's not yeah. that many good ones out here. Maybe Eric Thomas gonna come back, you know, be that you know another blocker. But I don't really see us going out there and signing one. Um, another tight end I really like is a uh, former Ravens, Falcons, and Bengals tight end Hayden Hurst, um, who's twenty. Excuse me, uh, twenty nine years old, projected for a one year, six point eight million dollar deal. So he's on the more expensive side. Yeah. Um, he caught two touchdowns in twenty twenty two with along with four hundred fourteen receiving yards. Very reliable receiver. He's more of a receiver than a blocker. Um, but he is a he is a pretty good blocker in general, though. Um, he's looking to take that next step next step on a new team potentially. Um, I could see him going back to Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, ultimately my verdict in the tight end position is um, make Greg Dulcich your uh, starter. Um, sign Jordan Akins. If not, uh, re-sign Tomlinson and draft the tight end. Regardless of who you sign, you, you like you said, you do need to draft the tight end in the late rounds. Um, and maybe sign a undrafted free agent or two. Yeah. I uh, and by Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst is a beast. I'm not gonna lie. He, yeah. bro, like I, I was hyped when he went to Cincinnati because I knew he was gonna ball out. He and, and every time he caught the ball, he did big things. Cincinnati, 
I don't know if Denver's going to be the right spot. Like, I was trying to be realistic. I don't think Denver's going to pay him around yeah. $7, $8 million. Cause, but I will say Joe Burrow definitely wants him back, so I think he's going back to Cincinnati. But I would say I would agree. Greg Dolce gets a tight end one. I say bring in a guy like Max Williams to have just another possession tight end. Um, Jordan Aikens wouldn't be bad, too. And then me personally, I bring back Eric Tomlinson. But for the, for the second possession tight end, either sign one for the cheaper side or go in the draft. Like it, like it. Um, next, we got wide receiver, which is getting a little bit of a buzz today from uh, Dan Dan Graziano of the ESPN uh, of of ESPN, uh, reporting that the Broncos are in fact in trade talks with teams regarding Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler. Who me and you, we me and you project, predicted this, but we did not think Jerry Judy would actually be being shopped again. It, I I I'm really interested. I think this report is being a little like a little miscued. Um, I think. I think uh, that maybe they're just listening to calls and entertaining them rather than just going out of their way to shop them. But man, this, if they are shopping them, this is really unfortunate because you should not have Jerry Judy on the trade block. Um, he, he literally had the best five game stretch of his NFL career. I mean, he had the most receiving yards over that stretch um, or of the most receiving yards over that stretch in the, in the final games of the season. So it's really unfortunate to hear this report. And um, but I think regardless, the Broncos do, even if they keep all three of these guys, they need a receiver. You know, whether people like it or not, if you're if you're comfortable going in with into the season with Tim Patrick, who, who tore his ACL, KJ Hamler, who um, who had a season ending hamstring injury. Um, and Cortland Sun, who had a down year, and then Jerry Judy is, you know, um, the one exception as the wide receiver one. If you're comfortable going into the season with that, you, you're not, your mind's not in the right spot with where this team should be headed. And I know Sean Payton and George Payton are looking for a new uh, wide receiver to add to this room. So, uh, wide receiver, um, the Broncos could go a multitude of different ways. Um, I'm looking to add either um, a veteran in free agency or you got to draft a wide receiver high. That's that's kind of where my mind's at. Um, I think uh, I think we can all agree that the best wide receiver available in free agency is uh, Adam Thielen, who just got re uh, released by the, the Minnesota Vikings a few days ago. He's 32 years old, um, undoubtedly the best wide receiver on the market. Um, it, that does make it a little bit difficult for the Broncos to have a chance at getting him. Uh, I also know that Thielen has made it pretty clear he wants to join a Super Bowl contender with an elite established quarterback. Uh, which I don't want to be negative or pessimistic, but I don't think the Broncos are going to be on that list. Um, you know, I think they really have to prove themselves this year as a, even a playoff contender. Um, he has 716 yards, six touchdowns last season for Minnesota. So he's definitely going to be up there on the list. I mean, he, he's a very consistent wide receiver and he, he got outshined by uh, the best receiver in the league in Jay Jetta. So um, do you, do you think, do you see the Broncos having any chance at Thielen? Do you, would or, and would you want the Broncos to pursue him here in free agency? Um, for Thielen, I mean, really depends on what we do. So just say, for example, we trade Sutton. Yeah, I'm all in for Thielen. I think Thielen will be a perfect receiver for Russ. Um, he's a possession receiver, can line up in the slot, can line up outside, has excellent route running, great hands. I mean, it's not really a flaw in Thielen's game, to be honest. I mean, you could say he lacks the speed, but, I mean, he's still really good. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but the only thing is how much we'd have to pay him. It would kind of – it would be around the 12, like, million, maybe even higher per year. I don't really see him going somewhere and taking a pay cut, you know. So it's gonna be tough with Thielen, but I but I, I would take Thielen. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, especially if the Broncos trying to win now, I wouldn't mind it. But um, about the reports with Cortland and uh Jerry and KJ, um, Diana Rossini, she did report that she um 
she said that from her, like the stuff she's been hearing at the attitude from the Broncos have been, you know, we will pick up the phone and listen. So I don't think like when I read it, I don't think we're shopping them, but I think we are like taking calls to see what teams are offering. I think that's what we did with Jerry Judy. I think the Giants offered us, uh, I think it was a first and Denver said no or something like that. Or was it a second? I can't remember what it was a second. Yeah. Second and Broncos said no. But yeah, I, I don't think the Broncos are going to act actively shop their guys. You know, I don't really, I mean, the only guy I maybe see is Cortland. That you know they could like be seeing what teams want, but I think all in all, I think teams are calling for Judy. And I, the Broncos are smart for you know taking those calls. I mean, to a certain point, you know, you just you want to see what teams are going to offer for players. Yeah, it's just the fact that it's getting leaked and everything like that. But um, yeah. for Corlin, you know, like yeah, me and you called this, you know, Corlin or Judy. I mean, I'm sorry, Corlin or Hamler. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's looking more and more like Corlin might get dealt. I, I I'm gonna just keep it real. Um, it's, it's looking more and more like that that it's coming. Uh, I don't know where it's going to be. Baltimore, you know, even hearing all these teams, Baltimore, Tennessee, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's looking more and more like Corlin's going to be moved. I, I don't see him really moving Hamler. I, I don't really see Hamler having any trade value that's, like, you know, worth giving him up for a whole – you know, giving him up for the rest of the year. Uh, Jerry Judy, I don't – I think the asking price for Jerry Judy is minimum a first in, a, in, a, in another mid-round pick. And I don't know if Denver – and I, I don't know if Denver is just eager to do that trade. You know what I'm saying? So – yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, this is just GM. This is GM stuff. Like you hear all constant in the league, and you know you hear constantly that GMs always pick up the phone. I mean, they're not going to just ignore the phone yeah. calls, obviously. So, um, so whenever a team calls, they're going to listen. But are they going to actually consider it? Who knows? Um, I think. Uh, I, but I do think that the report that one of them might get traded. I think that might be true. Yeah. Um, I think you could see uh, Hamler, like you mentioned, Hamler or Sutton get dealed. So. Um, it's unfortunate for them, but their time uh, here in Denver might be coming up. So um, that's where it may seem headed right now for the Broncos. Um, uh, another free agent, or he's not a free agent. He's a trade target for the Broncos. Someone who I've been absolutely, you guys hear me. If you guys follow me on Twitter and Instagram, you guys know that I'm obsessed with this dude. Uh, it's former Saints, Patriots, Rams, and Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks. He, uh, everybody has this narrative that he's he's old as hell, but he's only 29 years old. Um, he uh he the Texans are not in position to release him. However, um they would uh, lose eight million in cap space if they cut him. So um they're not really in position to do that. So the Broncos are gonna have to trade a mid round pick to get him, um or they could t- trade like a future um you know high pick uh, you know to potentially acquire him. But um to to put it into context how talented he is, and I I always get DMs from people saying why do you want Brandon Cooks? You know he he's he's getting up there in age. He isn't the same receiver he was in New Orleans. Uh, to put it into context, how talented he is, he has 700 receiving yards in 13 games last season. Let me put this into context for you. If he were to play in all 17 games last season, um, he was he would be on pace to record 915 receiving yards with Davis Mills and Kyle Allen throwing him the ball. And just the fact that he's been this consistent his entire nine-year career, and the dude never misses time. He like he'll miss like maybe two games a season, and that's it. Maybe two, three games. We saw him miss four games last season, which was like the most in a while. Like he he he's a very available for the for um his teams that he plays for, and that's what the Broncos need. And I've been I've been constantly talking about, and I re- I feel for KJ Hamler. I do. He's had it rough, you know, a rough go ways with injuries and everything in his personal life, but. 
Broncos need availability, at, you know, for their speedy uh, position on the roster. And KJ Hamler has not been that for them. So they need to get a veteran um, player that can replace him and, you know, be able to stretch the field, be a deep threat for Russell Wilson. He is st- still very, very fast. Um, he could be that deep threat for, and, you know, stretch for the field for the Broncos at a very high elite level still. Um, there's a reason why teams constantly trade for him and pay him so much is because he is an elite wide receiver, still top, you know, 20, in my opinion. Um, he, he's, he's up there, man. He in 2023, you know, but the, the downside is 2023, he has a cap hit of 26.4 million, 2024, a cap hit of 24.6 million. Um, so he's getting paid like nearly like a quarterback right now. Um, he, the Broncos, if they're going to trade for him, the one exception that I'm going to have to make though, is they need to immediately restructure him, which I do expect for the team that trades for him you know it's going to be an immediate trade and restructure and possibly make Eaton uh, or excuse me uh, Houston eat some of that money um, especially uh, for dealing them draft compensation at the same time yeah I agree Brandon Cooks you know is a guy that me you talked about a lot Uh, I think that if we do trade for him I think the smart thing to do is give up like a fourth round pick for him maybe and you know so that way the Texans can eat up most you know they'll eat up most of his cap and we can get him and still restructure his deal but yeah to go on to about Brandon Cooks Brandon Cooks is Mr. Consistent. I mean, you look over his career, he catches 65% of his passes. He he's pretty much had a thousand yards on in like every year of his career besides three seasons. And that was his rookie year. Um, his last year with the Rams, which he only he played 14 games, and then this season with the Texans. But Brandon Cooks is Mr. Consistent. We seen what he was when uh when Sean when when he, when he was with the Saints, Sean Payton and Drew Brees, he was just an absolute machine, and he's he's but he's just he's so consistent, catches touchdowns makes big plays, and he, he's going to be worth any money that we give him, especially when he comes in restructure. So, yeah, he's a guy I've just been on. Yeah, that's uh, definitely someone I really need to see the Broncos uh, trade for uh, sometime soon. Um, we got, uh, let's see who we, um, so I've seen some people mock him to Denver as well. Former Jaguars and Lions wide receiver DJ Chark. Um, he's going to, he'll be a little bit more on the expensive side as well. Um, he is going to be 26. He's 26 years old projected for a three year, $28.7 million deal, 9.5 million annually. Um, that's kind of a lot for him. I would, I would think he gets a little bit less than that. Maybe, um, in 11 games last season, he had 520 receiving yards, three touchdowns. He got a little outshined by a Mon Ryan St. Brown. Um, I think, but at the same time, I think he, uh, he'll price himself out of the Broncos, uh, Broncos range and sign with a team like uh, the Patriots. I feel like um, we also have uh, Jarvis Landry, who's a free agent. Um, he, he's every every year that he becomes a free agent, he's been really hot. Except for this year, I haven't really seen much about him. Uh, he's thirty years old, um, coming off a sprained MCL. He's looking to bounce back on a new team this season. Um, Broncos are looking for a speedy veteran option. Landry could be that guy at 5'11", 196 pounds. Um, but he did only start in three games last season, but had two hundred receipts. 217 or 272 receiving yards and a touchdown. So uh, potentially the Broncos um, could look at him there. Um, I've also seen uh, people talk about Colts wide receiver Paris Campbell, who uh, has dealt with uh, injuries a little bit in his career um, in Indy, um, but he did come on a little bit with uh, Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger last season. He could be a sneaky option for the Broncos. He's projected for a a one-year $2.5 million deal. That's a bargain, I feel like. He's 25 years old, one of the younger free agents available. 
Um, it seems like the Colts aren't bringing him back. Um, he started 16 games last season, had a career-high 623 yards, three touchdowns. He was one of my favorite wide receivers coming out of Ohio State. So uh, the Broncos could potentially look at him there. But one of my favorite re receivers um, besides uh, Brandon Cooks that the Broncos could get this season, who is a free agent, um, is 29-year-old Chargers wide receiver DeAndre Carter, who's projected for a very small one-year $2 million deal. Um, I believe uh, he'll get much more than that, though. Uh, 17 games played last year. He only started seven of them and, and recorded 538 receiving yards, three touchdowns. He's a very effective deep ball threat, tracks the ball very well, could be a useful tool for Russell Wilson, who's trying to replenish that part of his game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, out of the whole, out of the list of guys you just named, the two that were definitely set out to move DeAndre Carter and uh, – was the guy? He's, uh, Paris Campbell. I think if I had to pick out of those two, I mean DeAndre Carter is just so underrated. He's so tough. Mm -hmm. it, it's hard to say no to him. But I, I'll probably go with Paris Campbell. I think Paris Campbell is just a guy who's been waiting, like he's been waiting to explode. Like, yeah, he, he's yeah. he's just one of those guys that's like, anytime he like, anytime he catches a ball, it's for big yardage. Anytime you for the Colts, he's the guy making the big plays. I would actually – I would honestly love to get Paris Campbell. I mean, obviously, we probably had to get rid of KJ, you know, because he plays, you know – but he can play slot and outside, but he's better in the slot. But, I mean, that that's a very underrated pickup pick I can see Sean Payton doing. Yeah, so my verdict for the wide receiver position all in all is trade for Brandon Cooks. If not, sign a budget wide receiver like DeAndre yeah. Carter or Paris Campbell and draft a wide receiver in the third round if you can't get Brandon Cooks. Um, I feel like that's a that's the route you have to go. And unfortunately, you got to deal uh, KJ Hamler at that point, maybe deal him during the draft. Yeah, I would say uh, my verdict, you know, i kind of been standing on this since after the season. I think, you know, with the current draft situation, I think it is the best thing business-wise to trade Sutton. Obviously, I don't want to trade Sutton. You know, I, Corlin Sutton, he's been amazing since he's been a rookie. You know, he got the injuries and everything like that. But, I mean, it sucks. But, you know, just speaking on the better options out there, you know, business-wise, football-wise, yeah, I, I think you trade Sutton, try to get a – Try to get a second round pick for him, but obviously trade him to a team where he can still contend and have good quarterback play. Try to get at least a second round pick for him. I say trade for a guy like Brandon Cooks. Um, and I, I would honestly keep KJ because I think KJ's upside is still high, and I think you can honestly still use him. So, yeah, I, I, I would go Jerry, Judy, Brandon Cooks, Tim Patrick, and KJ Hamlin for next season. That'd be me. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it. Um, So we got linebacker who the Broncos, for some reason, are not re-signing Alex Singleton yet. I don't understand what's going on here. I, I Maybe he's out of the price range for them right now, but Quincy Williams went for a little cheap in uh, New uh, York. Uh, we saw, um, who was it? Uh, TJ Edwards went for like three years, 19 and a half million in Chicago. But yeah. like, uh, why are we not re-signing uh, Alex Singleton? I don't, I don't understand what's uh, going on here right now. I think um, Denver is – I think Sean Payton especially, you look over the course, he's he he likes to go big at linebacker. And I think, you know, Alex Singleton is a good linebacker, but I think Sean Payton might be trying to strike gold. I think he's trying to go after one of those big names, Eric Kendricks, Bobby Wagner, you know, just shop the market. Because, I, I mean, you look at the Saints, he had Demario Davis. And I know he didn't really – he didn't call plays on defense, but I just think he loves – he's going to love to have that captain. And I think Vance Joseph does too. I think, I think they want a captain in the middle of the defense – and rather have Alex Singleton. I mean, Alex Singleton's still a stud, but it, it's looking like Denver wants to strike gold. So I wouldn't be surprised. 
Yeah, you, you could be right there. And the two names that you mentioned, uh, Bobby Wagner and Eric Hendricks, I want to talk about as probably the best free agent linebackers available for the Broncos if they don't decide to uh, go the route of Alex Singleton and bring him back. Um, we could see uh, Alex Singleton be one of those guys like uh, Kareem Jackson or Melvin Gordon where they waited till wave three yeah. of free agency to bring back. Um, that could be a possibility. So I'm not going to jump jump the gun yet, but um, I definitely want Alex Singleton back. Uh, we have, uh, like I mentioned, former Seahawks and Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner who all of you obviously know, all pro pole bowler, everybody in the NFL. If you don't know him, then you're just a casual. He uh, He's 32 years old. Um, the Rams signed him to a five-year, $50 million contract last season, but then just cut him after one season, despite him having a really good year. Um, the Rams, they're obviously uh, making it um, pretty clear that they want to kind of reload and rebuild um, as they're getting rid, uh, rid of a lot of their uh, stars. They're obviously, like we mentioned yesterday, traded Jalen Ramsey for a bag of chips. Yeah, but, bag, of, um, bag, of, bag of Fritos. Yeah, Bobby Wagner started all 17 games there in L.A. last year, had 140 tackles, two picks, five PBUs, and 10 tackles for loss. That was the most tackles for loss since 2017 when he received the fourth most DPOY votes. Um, so he's showing he made a statement to the league that, hey, I'm, I'm aging, but my game isn't aging. I'm still that same consistent linebacker um, who's getting snubbed, who, by the way, got snubbed, you know, the Pro Bowl last year. Potentially, I, you know, I, I don't really look too much into that. You know, I know Fred Warner, those guys still did ball out. But, yeah, I think this is a definitely an interesting situation for the Broncos here they could look into. Um, you know, I, he still played at a Pro Bowl level, level and I'm sure uh, Russell Wilson uh, kept close in touch with him with uh, Alex Singleton's uh, free agency status up in the air. Um, also, Vikings linebacker Eric Hendricks, he's 31 years old, up there in age. He is coming off a pretty poor season, one of the worst seasons by a linebacker last year. Um, he, he has obvious ties to new Broncos inside linebackers coach Greg Minuski, who uh, he coached there at the same position last year. So maybe the Broncos could look at him. Um, also, I didn't put him on my list, but I saw that um, – what's his name? Aziz Al-Shair, I think mm -hmm. his name is, yeah. a 49ers linebacker. Mm -hmm. he, is he is stupid good. I would actually – I would really, really like him. I, I'm just not too sure what his contract would look like. Yeah, uh, for him, definitely a bargain. Uh, he reminds – he's one of those you know younger linebackers that a lot of guys don't talk about. Gets outshine from Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw, but he's a stud. Um, one guy I'm surprised you didn't name was Levante David. He is a free agent. And I know um, the one thing people are going to say, you know, is the age and everything like that. But like I said, I think I think Sean Payton definitely wants to strike gold here. And I, I, I would not be surprised if Levante David gets, a you know, some type of offer or anything like that. But I think it's going to be interesting to see what he can go for because, oh, yeah, he's 33. It's going to be interesting to see what he goes for. I still think he can play. I, I still think he has, he's, he has at least three years still left in the tank. I mean, he's still a guy that can fly around at a high level, was a captain in the Bucks defense for years. So he's been a voted a top 100 player over the last few years consistently. Still one of the top linebackers. I would I'll take him in Denver. I mean, it, it's kind of like him and Bobby Wagner at this point. But um, but I will say to, to go on to about Alex Singleton, I don't think it's gonna be one of those Kareem Jackson wait and see things. I think Alex Singleton might get picked up around like wave two. Because you have to remember he's still only 29 and he's coming off his best season. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw a tweet that the uh, the um, the Texans are signing uh, former Broncos running back Mike Boone, so he is officially yeah. landed on a new team. Good for him. Good for him. I feel like he uh, he didn't really get as much snaps as he deserved here in Denver. 
Um, hope the best for him. Um, so yeah, linebacker, my verdict ultimately is uh, re-sign uh, Alex Singleton. If not, run it back with Jewel and Griffith and draft a linebacker, in my opinion, actually. Yeah. I know I might I might sound crazy for not you know signing Bobby Wagner and those guys, but I honestly feel like the, going the younger route, the more cheaper route with the fact that we'd already spent a ton of cap, I feel like that's the route, and I would rather – you know, delegate that money to, um, you know, a restructured Brandon Cooks. And uh, obviously, we still have a center to sign. So you guys got to keep that in mind as well. So we can't just go absolutely crazy. We don't have the Bears and Falcons type of money. So um, <laughs> yeah. we got we got to be a little bit realistic. So I would rather just re-sign Singleton. Um, if you can't bring it back, just run it back with uh, Jewel. Give Griffith his opportunity coming off injury and uh, draft a linebacker in the mid-ish, latest rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, safety depth. Um, this this will be real quick and uh, fast because I know Caden Stearns and PJ Locker are ready to shine in this defense. Um, but one player I'm looking at is a uh, former Saints and Bengals safety Von Bell, who still is not signed with the team. He's 28 years old. Um, uh, but the one thing about him is he's he's going to be pretty pricey. He's the most expensive strong safety on the market. Projected for a three year, 29.2 million dollar deal. That's 9.7 million annually. He played for Sean Payton from 2016 to 2019. He's had back to back really good seasons. Cincinnati still proving that he's one of the better safeties available. Um, it's coming off of four interception, eight PBU, two forced fumble, uh, and a um, season with us a, a 64 QBR rate when targeted. So he, he's still one of the better safeties in the league in coverage. Um, if the Broncos want to um, dedicate that money to the safety room, um, you know, and still have an elite uh, safety tandem, if they if they don't think that Caden uh, Stearns is ready, I think they could they could go this route. But ultimately, my verdict. Um, you know, with the Broncos at the safety position uh, right now is um, re-sign K-Jack and uh, give Caden Stern some uh, va- valuable uh, playing time. That's kind of where I'm headed because Caden Stern, or excuse me, K-Jack will be pretty cheap. Yeah, I would have to agree. I've been on the sign, uh, re-sign K-Jack board since the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I will say for me, that that's my, you know, ideal, um, you know, lineup, you know, uh, running back with uh, Simmons and K-Jack and just give Caden Stearns some, you know, meaningful play time. But if there was one free agent safety, I think we should definitely go after. Of course, it's going to be C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I, now, I don't think he's going to come to Denver. Um, I think there's a chance if, like, he doesn't end up going back to Philly because they did report a few hours ago that Philly is trying to re-sign him, making a strong push. I mean, he has the ties to Sean Payton, and I would actually, I would absolutely love to have him in our locker room. Just a guy that's going to bring some winning winning mentality, culture, just – I would actually love CJ Gardner Johnson to come to Denver. And he's young. The only thing is you would have to pay him, you know, kind of north about would you say, Amir, for CJ Gardner Johnson? It's gonna be very, very pricey. Yeah, it's gonna like, be very, I would very say pricey. around like like 14, 15, like something crazy like that. Cause he's Are one of the better that? safeties in the league. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, gonna would, he's gonna reset the safety market. He's gonna be up there with like Simmons and Derwin James and those guys. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, if Denver did, man, it'd be totally worth it. Um, but I, but realistically, I don't think it's going to go that route. I think uh, just bringing back K-Jack, getting Caden Stearns, and re-signing P.J. Locke is just the best thing you could do at this point. Exactly. Um, so next we're, next we're going to take a look at cornerback um, who obviously the Broncos uh, let go Ronald Darby. So they have to find a, they have to find a backup quarterback or a cornerback, excuse me, um, whether, you know, whether uh, the fans like it or not. Um, 
you know, we already had a full episode actually going over uh, cornerbacks and which cornerbacks the Broncos should pursue. So, um, you know, just real quick, my preference would have been pay Cam Sutton, um, but he obviously signed with the Lions. Unfortunately, that was one of my favorite free agents available. So that that, that one kind of hurt. But at this mm-hmm. point, um, you know, Jamel Dean, I would love it, but it's just I don't know how much more money the Broncos could really spend. Um, you, they could go, you know, throw a bag at Jamel Dean, but center is going to be a little bit iffy um, at that point. I don't know. You know, we really thought that Ethan uh, Pochich would be, uh, you know, budget for the Broncos. But at this point, all the contracts we're seeing for the O-line, he's probably going to get twice that amount. So, um, <laughs> yeah. He, it's honestly the Broncos are going to need to probably think about maybe giving that uh, money more to center rather than um, corner at this uh, this um, you know spot of free agency. So um, you know I would have preferred uh, Sutton for the money purposes over Jamel Dean, but at this point I, I'm not I'm not really too sure the the direction the Broncos could go there. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. I mean, especially you know what you just said. We don't really have that much money left. We have money left, but it's not like you know. In the same amount to go just go get a corner, especially with Jamel Dean. Um, if I had to say a corner right now that I could see us maybe going after, I hate to say it, but maybe Byron Murphy, depending on how much he asks. But I mean, you know, it's like we've seen, it's like everybody that we thought was gonna get their expected value, they they just plummeted up an extra five yeah. million. So uh, you really don't know. It's looking like a veteran is gonna be the best option here. I mean, unless you don't go to draft route, which I don't think Denver's going to end up. I don't really see them make like drafting a corner. I think that Champagne is going to want to get one in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they, tough yeah. right now. It, yeah, it, it's, it's, I, I do agree with you. I think Byron Murphy is looking like I'm looking at my list right now. He looks like the most realistic. He's projected for a three year, twenty six million dollar deal, which I think he's going to be a little bit higher. He'll probably go for what uh, Cam Sutton went for. So yeah, he's probably I mean, looking like the uh, the deal right now. Yeah, I would say Cam said maybe a little higher. I see him maybe getting around 12, 13 million. Um, mm. I don't – I mean, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it's tough. Maybe maybe Sean Murphy Bunting can go. I, that's still yeah. a guy I'm kind of hoping for, but he's more of a slot, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's more so, of a slot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there. I mean, it, it's still my guy that I would want. And, of course, Bryce Callahan. That's, but that seems – but those guys are just some of the only realistic options, I mean, for the price because everybody seems to be getting paid way more. It's weird. Yeah, you can see the corner position being one of those where the Broncos kind of wait and wait for the the market to dry up and pick up some guys that uh, weren't picked up, you know, by contenders and whatnot. So yeah. that, that may be the way the Broncos go in this uh, in this direction. But I honestly think uh, Byron Murphy might – that might be like tomorrow morning signing for the Broncos. That might be like one of our last big signings aside from like center. So um, I think that, yeah. I think that's kind of where the Broncos are heading it, headed in right now. Um, so defensive end, obviously you guys have heard plenty of news over the last 24 hours. The, the bears, the, um, the Browns and the, uh, the bears, the Browns. And, uh, I think the Panthers might sneak in as well. Those are the teams that are kind of like the favorites for, uh, Draymond Jones right now. Um, I know he's talked about why really wanting to play in, uh, miles Garrett, uh, you know, playing the D line with miles Garrett. And obviously he's from Ohio, played at Ohio state. So that would make a lot of sense. Um, I think Draymond Jones is going to either reunite with Avera, one of the best coaches he's played with, played for, or he's going to go uh, sign a big contract with Cleveland. So I think that's kind of where he's headed right now. But regardless, the Broncos need to focus on getting a um, a big uh, you know DE. And we we're constantly talking about how the Broncos need to save money to dedicate it to certain positions. Well, they need to they need to spend a little bit big on a DE unless they want to draft one and uh, you know um, coach them to be the player that you know Draymond Jones ended up being. Um, 
So obviously the biggest uh, name out there right now that is available for the Broncos is Cardinals defensive end Zach Allen, who yeah. I actually really, really like a lot. This uh, this signing would really, really uh, cheer me up after losing on Cam Sutton and Caleb McGeary. Um, so if George Payne can pull this off, I would be really, really excited. He's only 25 years old. Um, he is expected, uh, you know, uh, we're seeing a little bit of him, you know, maybe walking or maybe resigning. We don't know. I feel like if he would have been resigned, it would have been all it already would have happened. So I think he's yeah. going to walk, honestly. Um, and, you know, with Vance Joseph on the, um, you know, being the Broncos in New D.C., it does make sense who he, he was his uh, D.C. there in Arizona. Um, Zach Allen's actually one year younger than Draymond Jones. He's projected for a three year, twenty seven point nine million dollar deal, which is nine point three million annually. Um, Draymond Jones is expected to get over $17 million annually, so he's literally projected for half the price of Draymond Jones. And get this, I don't know why not many people are talking about it, but he had one less sack than Draymond Jones last year. He had 10, uh, 10 tackles for loss in the same amount of, amount of games as Draymond Jones in 13 games last year. Um, uh, he also had 25 pressures in tw 13 games last year. That's nearly two per, two per game. Um, in the same amount of games played last year, Draymond Jones only had 16 pressures, but one more sack. Also, Jones had less quarterback hurries and less quarterback hits than Zach Allen. So not many people are talking about Zach Allen at all. I mean, I understand Draymond Jones is an incredible player, but Zach Allen has just really gone under the radar. He obviously played with uh, J.J. Watt, who is uh, a future Hall of Famer. Getting to learn from him has been huge for his career. Um, he's also a very good run stopper, unlike, um, you know, Draymond Jones. Um, he, you know, uh, we're going to talk about Larry Ogunjobi in a second, who I, uh, who I like a lot as well. Um, you know, reports came out also that the Broncos are really interested in Allen. So, uh, we can see this as potentially the next, uh, signing for the Broncos. Yeah, I agree. It was a few names. I think you left out there. Um, first I'm going to go Yannick, uh, Nagakwe, one of the most underrated guys, um, he's only 27. He's bounced, he's bounced around a lot, but he's still a beast. Only problem, the only thing with him is he might ask, especially because everybody's getting paid a little higher. He's, he might ask for a little bit north. I'll say him nine million. Would you? Um, I don't think you get more think? than that. You don't think he would? I think you get more than nine million. Yeah, more. yeah, I would say him. And then it's a guy you brought up that like I'm 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 surprised you knew about him. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Charles. Um, Omenahu, yeah. Omenahu, yes. I, yeah, I think that's. A, I've been I've been noticing him since he was in Houston. It's like every time, like if you watch if you watch him, like he flies off the screen almost every single play. And then he got traded to San Francisco. I was like, hey, that's a steal. And he went there and bought out of San Francisco. And he's a free agent that no one is talking about. Like absolutely he's no really one. Good. He is, bro. He's gonna fly wherever he goes. I'm hoping he doesn't go to a division rival because he flies under the radar. And he's only 25. I would I would love Denver to get him paid, like sign him cheap under the radar. Man, that's a guy who's like really high on my free agent. He, he's one of my top free agents for the Broncos because I'm glad you brought him because I, I didn't know he was a free agent. Yeah, he's yeah. really, really good. Um, you know, I've I also mentioned on my Twitter he could you re reunite with uh um D'Amico Ryan's there in Houston, in definitely Houston. a possibility for him. Um he uh and next, I want to talk about former uh, Browns, Bengals, and Steelers DE Larry Ogunjobi. Um, if the Broncos don't want to go with Zach Allen or some of those higher-paid uh, guys, um, it's time to get Larry Ogunjobi out of the AFC North, where he's been playing his entire career. Um, it's time to get him here to Denver. He's very—he's a big budget option for the Broncos, who can still be a very effective um, in the league. He's 28 years old, uh, projected for a two-year. 
um, a two-year $6.9 million deal, $3.4 million annually. He's coming off a not-so-great season, but still a good season, productive season. Uh, but in 2021, he had four, 24 pressures, seven sacks. Uh, 2022, he only had 11 pressures and one and a half sacks, but he's a very, very good run stopper. Unlike Draymond Jones, um, he's very disruptive, finessing his way through gaps, uh, rushing the passer as well. Um, you watch his tape. I was watching his tape last night. This is the way this dude shoots through gaps, like easily, like being lined up right next to an alignment. He is, he, he makes it look like literally like clinical tape getting past any lineman that is available, you know, up against him. It doesn't matter if it's a double team, um, or not, um, so, yeah, I think you'd definitely be a good option for the the Broncos here. The Broncos need more strength on the D-line. When I watch tape, I, I see, you know, the games that we were kind of struggling against, um, uh, Josh Jacobs and those, uh, you know, we'd have some games, especially Travis Etienne as well. The Broncos have uh, they've had moments where it feels like there's they're lacking a lot of strength on the D-line. Um, and Ogan Joby would bring that would bring exactly that to the Broncos. Um, I think he'd be a really good uh, option here for the for the Broncos. Yeah, it for for uh for him, isn't he a defensive tackle? He's a he's a DE D tackle. He can play both, but he okay. was playing DE with the Steelers last season. Okay. Yeah, because I remember in Cleveland they had him at D tackle. That's all I was wondering. Um, yeah, I feel like he'll be good. The only thing with him is I don't really see how he's gonna fit because um, you know, we still got DJ, Mike Purcell. It's gonna be tough. I think there's better options out there. But if he's a fallback option, I wouldn't mind it at all. I wouldn't mind it. I mean it just depends on what we pay him. I I just don't want the Broncos to like make you know you know I, I don't want them to make a mistake and overpay somebody when there's better options out there. I just don't want that to happen, especially on the defensive line. So, but I, I wouldn't mind Larry. Um, I don't really know how to pronounce his last name. Ogan Joby. Yeah, I really don't want. Him. I mean, I really don't want him because I think there's better options out there. But I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, so uh, we just got news that um, P.J. Locke is actually not um, being tendered by the Broncos. Really unfortunate, man. Um, the guy who we obviously we have a full episode out, um, going over, you know, just had we had a full hour recording with them. We even got to, me and Jordan got to talk to him after the recording as well. Um, one of my favorite Broncos we've ever yeah. had on the podcast. Um, very, very unfortunate. We just received news from Mike List that he is not being tendered. So, um, the Broncos they could resign him after free agency kind of dries up a little bit, but as of now, PJ Locke is not returning to the Broncos. Um, very, very unfortunate, man. He is someone who uh, meant a lot to us, you know, because, you know, on an emotional point and, you know, um, level because he, at the end of the podcast, you know, expressed how much he, um, you know, appreciates what we do and, you know, how, how much highly he thinks of the podcast and stuff. So, um, yeah, this this one kind of hurts, man. This yeah, one, yeah, one kind of hurts. Yeah, it does. It sucks. I mean, and we just got through talking about safety, too. So, um yeah. You know, I mean, Denver, Denver can still bring him back. Um, I really hope we do, but at, at this point in time, like, it's not really looking like it. It's looking like Denver might let him walk or, you know, if they do resign him, it's going to be at the end of free agency, uh, closer to, you know, the draft. Um, but yeah. I, I, I'm going to say here now, I'm going to say here now, if, um, if PJ does go somewhere else, man, thank you, man. You know, thank you for all the love that you showed us. You know, thank you for being such a great player, you know, um, just thank you, man. In general, like cool. He's a great dude. Great story. Uh, wherever he goes, I hope he goes out there and balls out for real. Yeah, yeah. I hope he gets his opportunity. I think the Broncos yeah. are doing doing him a little wrong here, but yeah. uh, wherever he goes, I think he he, he deserves some opportunity, especially from what we saw last year. Um, it, it just sucks. Yeah, and I I'm gonna say this. I don't know how the tenders work and everything, but um, 
I don't know how the tenders work and everything, but it's kind of would have been like around two million to pay him this year, something like that. Yeah, at the end of the, I mean, I guess Broncos are nickel and diamond at that point, but man, if you're gonna tender, <laughs> if you're gonna tender, they, um, they they tendered Corliss Waitman and it ended up costing nine hundred four k. Yeah. So, um, next, so I'm gonna go ahead and talk. Uh, you know, let's go. Uh, we. T- finish up our uh, defensive ends. Let's go and talk about edge depth a little bit. Obviously, the Broncos rolling in the season with uh, Randy Gregory and Baron Browning. Um, I've been pretty vocal that I'm not too uh, comfortable with those two heading in as a starters next year. I think we need some uh, some quality depth outside of uh, Jonathan Cooper. So um, and Nick Benito has just not been what I uh, envision him to be. So um, it looks like it's going to take him another like one or two years till he's even like questionably a starter so i hope he proves me wrong though uh one line i think this uh, honestly this uh outside linebacker market is very very um not so good to say the least um but there is one linebacker though that absolutely blows me away on tape uh he's former rams and texans um outside linebacker obo oak Obo Okoronkwo, who is super, super good out of Oklahoma. Um, I really, really like what I saw from him in Houston last year. 27 years old, criminally underrated, a very gifted, raw pass rusher. Um, I can see him getting double digits as a full-year starter, and I'm not even kidding. Like I think he's that good. Um, I think he can be a really effective starter in this uh, in today's NFL. Um, and just eight games started last season. He recorded five sacks and 17 pressures. Um, so he can he can clearly ball out, man. He I can see a team like Chicago giving him a solid payday with a more increased role. But I, you know, him in here in Denver, um, I would not be opposed to it. It's just going to be the money. I think he I think his market's going to rise a little bit. Yeah, and it, you just seen you just seen it all around. It's the case with like almost every player. Like I'm looking at it right now. Josh Oliver, tight end, got three year, twenty one million dollar deal. That's insane. You know, that's yeah. just. I mean, that's that's outrageous. It's seven seven million a year plus the guaranteed money. So. I don't know, man. I, I think now that Denver has their essential needs, I think they're just going to take a backseat for a while. I, I, I'll say at least for the rest of the day, they'll take a backseat, and then tomorrow they may not make a sign until like midday. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know if Denver's going to sign any more of the bigger upper, you know, the bigger names because I think they're just going to wait and see. Imagine we say that and they just go sign Ethan Potter. Say we go sign Jamel Dean. They go sign all these people. Oh, man, that'll be <laughs> crazy. I'm like, I'll be so mad because we're trying to react to these signings. Um, so, but yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think they're I think they're done for the day. I would be very surprised if the Broncos make another splash signing on day one. But yeah, I think uh, the Broncos. I think it's like the Broncos. We've made more splash signings than the Bears. That's crazy. Yeah, we have. I mean, because the Bears. Are, who have the Bears signed? Oh, uh, T.J. Edwards. Um, and they signed like a um like a fullback, I think, and that's really it. I think maybe I'm probably missing someone, but. That's yeah, what I mean, think. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not surprised, though. I mean, because Mike Cliss said, you know, it's going to be like that 2014 year where the Broncos just went out and signed everybody, had one of the best off seasons ever. So I think I, you're going to see more of that. But uh, remember, a lot of those signings came towards the end of free agency. You know, they waited back. I mean, the Broncos usually tend to wait. That's why I was kind of, you know, I was kind of like, yeah. wow. When, when the Broncos came out here and just boom, boom, I'm like, wow. making moves. Making yeah. moves. I mean, they got Jared Stidham out the way. They got Mike McGlinchey, Ben Powers. I, I, like, I was shocked. It was like the first, the second sign in the free agency was Ben Powers. I'm like, Denver? Because Denver usually be waiting. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, you never know. It could be a whole new ball game. They could just literally just be trying to, you know. Okay. Yeah, so um, 
Obviously, Broncos. For anybody that doubted George Payton's aggressiveness, I think you're uh, you're you're definitely uh, your mindset changed because he um, has looked like the most aggressive GM in the league today. Um, definitely getting stuff done for Denver. He's fixed right tackle, left guard, backup quarterback, um, and even more to come. So I'm really excited. Obviously, we had the seventh most cap coming in today, so Broncos definitely didn't needed to make stuff done and get the best available at the positions. Wish they would have fixed did it differently with right tackle, but at the end of the day, I'm glad that we got a premium tackle um and fix that hopefully um you know uh, zach streif has uh his pass pro uh improved for uh, week one next season um so edge depth a uh, little you know solve there um punter the broncos like we mentioned uh they tendered um corliss waitman today very questionable move um he's gonna get 904k this year i'm not too sure how much of it is guaranteed but um it it I, obviously everything's on the table still. The Broncos could bring in some competition with them in camp, which I would like. Um, one of the first signings that were made today um, was uh, the Bills re-signing um, Sam Martin on a, a big three-year deal. Congrats to him. He had a really good yeah. season yeah. Um, after yeah. that whole, uh, you know, Matt Ariza situation. So good to see them <laughs> fix that. But yeah, um, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, and Bradley Pinion got signed too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, any punters you would like to see the Broncos bring in for competition? I would personally love Thomas Morstead. Even though he's 37, I feel like age doesn't really matter for kickers and punters. Um, he had 28 punts out of 61 go in, inside the 20 last season with Miami. That was the second most of his career. He's, and he's been in the league 13 years, so he can still he can still punt at an elite level. Yeah, um, I'll probably go with Morstead too. I mean, it's not there's not that many punters at free agent. That's the funny thing. Yeah, yeah obviously it was now. with Sean Payton. Yeah, um, I would honestly say Tommy, you, you got Thomas uh, Morstead. I think that's like kind of the best option. I mean, you can go Andy Lee, but I mean he's really old. But I mean it's a punter, so hey, like like you said, age doesn't really matter. But uh, I think Thomas Morstead might be the way. You know, he was with uh, Sean Payton in the Saints, so you never know. I mean, but I'm surprised that they tendered uh, Corliss Wayman. I, I I'm shocked behind that. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised they tendered him and didn't tender PJ. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but it is what it is. Um, I, th I think it's for competition purposes at this point. I think they're going to bring in another punter. I don't think they're done with that position. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, we'll so see. our last position we'll talk about today for available free agents is a uh, kicker. Um, the Broncos, obviously, me and you have been very vocal of uh, the fact that we want to move on from Brandon McManus. Um, yes. Thank you for his efforts and his contributions over the years. But last year was not it. Um, and unfortunately, we're going to be losing the last member of the Broncos Super Bowl 50 roster if it happens. I don't see it happening, but I'd hope it does. Uh, one kicker who I've absolutely circled, one of my favorite free agents is kicker Matt Gay, uh, former Bucks and Rams kicker. Um, he's 28 years old, selected the Pro Bowl in 2019. He was 28 of 30 on field goals last season. He's only missed six field goals um, in the last three years, two each year. Um, he's a very consistent, accurate kicker. He can kick long distance as well. Kicked the 58-yarder last year uh, in L.A. He's only missed two PATs in three years. Um, I think McManus missed more than that last season. So um, the Broncos need to get Matt Gay, man. They need to, um, you know, fix this situation. Why would you? Why would you not move on from Brandon McManus's contract and get Matt Gay? You know, I would. I would assume that Matt Gay's contract is going to be somewhere in the vicinity of what McManus is making. But he's a he's a much better uh, an elite kicker. So I would absolutely love for the Broncos to go this uh, route. Yeah, one guy I really wanted us to get was was uh is Brad Maher. Bro. Nah, I'm playing with you. Nah, I'm playing. Nah, um, I'll probably I have know. to say uh yeah, Matt Gay or um I mean, how would you feel about Robbie Gold? 
He's that'd be interesting. Um, I know he's up in there in age, but it doesn't really matter. But Robbie Gold's an elite kicker, so I would not yeah, be mad about yeah. it either. Yeah, just to switch it up, I'll go Robbie Gold. I think he's still going to go back to San Francisco. But, I mean, I feel like if he does, I mean, he's a free agent, so anybody can sign him, I feel like. But then again, Denver's not going to go get another kicker right now. I think they're going to hold on to McManus. Um, I'll be surprised if we actually move on from him because, you know, I don't I don't think Denver thinks we need an upgrade. I just think, you know, us fans know, like, I just want to kick around. I don't have to be like, oh, my God, bro, can he make it? You know what I'm saying? Like, every single time he goes up the lineup, a kick. Especially yeah. in Denver, like everybody makes kicks in Denver, and McManus be missing. So, yeah, I, I mean know. McManus used to be that guy, but he just he, he isn't that guy anymore. And, yeah. um, but yeah, I would I'll prefer Matt, Matt Gay because he's twenty eight years old. We could have him, you know, kick here for like the next seven years. I feel like so. Um, whereas you're not getting that much many other uh, kickers. So that yeah. I was, Matt Gay is one of my favorite free agents. I would love to have him here in Denver. Um, but I just ultimately don't think the Broncos would move on from McManus at this point. I think he's he's gonna at least play the next season, and then they'll think about um, moving on from depending on his uh, um, the way he plays this upcoming season. Yeah. But yeah, that's gonna be it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed today's first edition of you know free agency reactions and whatnot, and you know going over all the available positions. Um, you know, uh, in free agency, who the Broncos can sign a running back, linebacker, safety, kicker, punter, all these positions, DE, all of that. Who the Broncos could look to, uh, you know, upgrade at. I know they uh, let go a few players like Chase Edmonds, Graham Glasgow, and Ronald Darby, so they do need to upgrade at those positions. Um, Broncos went crazy today, to say the least. George Payton, Sean Payton, letting the league know that they're gonna to make stuff happen uh they want to you know make a, a push at the playoffs this year and potentially make a deep run as well so hope you guys enjoyed today's episode if you're listening at uh apple spotify podcast make sure to go like and uh, follow over there um turn notifications on so you never miss an episode especially during free agency we have all the live coverage uh here for the denver broncos as well as on youtube if you guys are, are listening and watching over there hit the like button and subscribe all the support is uh greatly appreciated uh make sure you guys have notifications on as well over there so you don't miss our our immediate reactions to any signings that the Broncos make or any potential trades as well as uh, we're here officially off and underway in uh, wave one of free agency. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm your host Amir with my coach Jordan until the next one. Peace.